wanted to take a second and recognize my sponsors this week. You know, Gay Lisby's Million Dollar Arbitrage as Edge and List Group. That's a mouthful. It is. But guess what? It's a great opportunity. You know, you can build a big Amazon business. You don't need a lot of capital when you start. I mean, we all started, you know, well, most of us started selling books. And then you move into retail arbitrage. That is the place that you can turn your money the fastest in online arbitrage. And so by having that skill set, by learning those skill sets, you can get the best bang for your buck. And so Gay's group will help you learn online arbitrage. It's it's more than just a list service. They're going to give you a whole bunch of actionable inventory every single day, right? Monday through Friday. However, there's also a mentorship that goes on. And that mentorship is so important because sometimes it's great to know what to buy, but it's more important to understand why to buy it. Yeah, it's that you know, learning to fish or just getting fed. You know, you really want to learn because ultimately you want to strike it on your own. And this is a great way to do it. So how about seven days free trial? How about a free trial? Right. Very, very cool. So it's amazingfreedom.com forward slash is a mouthful. The word momentum. You got to use a hyphen and you put in the word arbitrage. So it's amazingfreedom.com forward slash momentum dash arbitrage. And you're going to get a free trial in Gay's group. You got to tell her I sent you, right? I'll also have the link in the episode. But it's such a great opportunity. She is amazing, amazing. I'm in that group, so you'll see me there. An amazing, amazing person who's there to answer your questions, who's there to help lead you and help guide you. And that's what Gay does. She does it every single day. The testimonials are real. Go take a look. You will be blown away. And again, it's a free trial. I have the link on this episode. Reach in. You know, Seller Labs, uh, Jeff Cohen and the team, they have blown me away with this scope project. We use this all the time for our business. We do a lot of uh, private label. We also do a lot of wholesale and wholesale bundles, you know, or multi-packs, that kind of thing, which a lot of people do. But we use um, scope to help us figure out what are the keywords. And so it's really simple. You basically figure out where you're going to sell, what you're going to sell, what category, find that like product, find the top couple sellers, and find their keywords. Boom, magic, there you go. You copy the best because it's working. And guess what? That's a proof of concept, and Scope allows you to do that. So it's sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Use the code word momentum, and you're going to get couple days free trial and you're going to save a little bit of money and you're going to get some free keywords. It's worth every penny. I'm in that group. Come and check me out. Sellerlabs.com forward slash scope. Again, use the word momentum. Solutions for e-commerce. Karen Locker. Great, great, great group. I've been using them for a long time. I guess over two years and I'm in there and I pay just like everybody else. Yes, she's a sponsor of my show, but she makes me pay and I got the same $50 discount that you can get. Oh, by the way, you're going to get that through my link and my link only. Oh, and you're also going to get the free inventory health analysis. Great way to start 2018. Get your inventory in line and Karen will help you do that. We use them for everything. I mean, basically, uh, you know, long-term storage fees coming up. Guess what? She'll evaluate, she'll make some recommendations, and I'll say, yep, check, 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 take these out, this, return, blah, 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 and magically it's done. I love it, love it, love it. I love the fact that they take and get rid of stranded inventory for me. I see it in there, and then next time I go in and it's gone. 
Love it, love it, love it. Got an IP infringement? She's going to help you work your way through that. This is the kind of service that you get from Karen Locker. That's solutions for the number four e-commerce, solutionsforecommerce.com forward slash momentum, right? So you got to forward slash momentum and you're going to save $50 a month. 600 bucks a year by just clicking that link. She pays me. I don't want to hide that. I never do. I'm always upfront about that. But it doesn't cost you anything additional. And you're going to get that inventory health report. The only way you get that is through my link. Solutions, the number four, ecommerce.com forward slash momentum. Welcome to the e-commerce momentum podcast, where we focus on the people, the products, and the process of e-commerce selling today. Here's your host, Stephen Peterson. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. This is episode 288, Kim Jensen. Well, get ready to get inspired for merch. Yeah, we talk Amazon, we talk eBay, but we talk about merch and the potential. Um, and right now, you know, Chris Green has a course out, uh, merchdojo.com. And yes, I'm pumping it up a little bit because it's Chris and he deserves it. He's done so much for me and so many of my friends. Uh, so I absolutely have no problem promoting his stuff. I don't personally benefit in any way other than you if you take action having success. And when you hear Kim endorse it too, because she that's how she learned about merch, like most of us, from Chris. And she's taken it to places that most of us would dream. At the end, we talk about what percentage of her income has come from it. It blows my mind how steady, you know, she's very humble about it, um, and that's well-deserved. Um, it's just so cool to hear somebody have so much success. But if you met her, you would understand why. But it's just such a neat story. Um, let's get into the podcast. All right. Welcome back to the e-commerce momentum podcast. Very excited about today's guest and today's episode, as this is the first one I'm recording from my new studio, which is not finished, but at our new warehouse. And so I'm excited about that. So I don't have to run and edit elsewhere. I can actually stay steady for the day. So but this person is going to blow your mind because she has she has figured stuff out faster than probably anyone else I've talked to um, about just pieces of the e-commerce business. And I can't wait for you to all to hear about her success. Kim Jensen. Welcome, Kim. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You really did adopt and adapt very quickly. Is that your nature? I mean, if you figure something out, are you all over it, all in? Oh, no, no, no. I have to think things through and make sure I'm doing the right thing. And normally it takes me a while to actually take action. You can't tell me this is going to be blind luck. This this couldn't have been blind luck. Could it have been? Um, It kind of was, yeah. Oh, man, that's exciting. You know, but here's the key. You could do it again. Is that where you, does that give you confidence? It does, yes. I mean, it it, it made me realize the potential in merch. Hmm. Ooh, she dropped the clue. So uh, Kim has, no, it's it's awesome because Kim has had incredible success with merch. Um, probably, I mean, you had an outlier. You had a home run, what is it, Grand Slam, um, all over it because you were probably first to adopt. Um, I, I was talking to a gentleman last week, and he was telling me that he has software. So if somebody, if the president makes a statement, some crazy statement, his software could literally launch shirts like immediately for that across a whole myriad of platforms, just software driven. So if you search for that crazy term, it can launch a shirt with, even though it's never been 
created before. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. But those are uh, word only, and you did more than that. So let's go back first, because you are an Amazon seller. You and I met at a private label conference uh, maybe a year or two years ago. I don't even remember, because they all rolled together. Yeah, and almost. Go ahead. It was almost a year ago, last okay. May. Okay, so it was a year ago. And so you uh, were selling... Um, prior to that, because you wanted to learn private label, were you selling just, you know, wholesale or retail arb or online arb? I was primarily doing retail and online arbitrage and had a little bit of wholesale in there. Okay. And was this uh, your first attempt at selling or were you an eBay seller from way back or bookseller? Um, I started on eBay like, oh, just over 12 years ago. Whoa. And then probably switched to Amazon like eight years ago or so. So 12 years ago, what led you to eBay? Was it, you know, you need to make money? You wanted to get rid of crap? Um, no, it started out, I'd had a baby and so I was home. I was only working one day a week and I was getting these formula coupons in the mail for baby formula. Hmm. And I read somewhere online that you could sell those on eBay and I had just been throwing them away. So I'm like, Hey, that's free money. So I figured out the eBay thing on my own and I'm not tech savvy at all. So I was pretty proud of myself back then that I figured out how to take a picture of these coupons, how to list it on eBay. Um, and I think it was like $18 worth of coupons and I sold them for $15 within five minutes of when I listed them. And from then on, I was hooked. Well, it, it, it's the power of mom's group. There's a pro tip right there. Think about yeah. it, right? That you never heard of it before. You never thought of it, but now you're a new mom. So you're in the mom's group, right? You saw something somewhere that attracted you and then boom, you guys are like, you're like, that's why you're the more powerful sex because you guys take advantage of that stuff. We're still just dumb guys. just only, yeah, yeah. Some coupons somewhere, hey, whatever, you know, we just move on. You guys are like all over it. And I love that. So, uh, what, uh, what was your career, um, that you were working one day a week? Um, I was, I was actually a social worker at a nursing home mm. and I was working full time prior to, that was my third child that was born. And then I cut back to one day a week for probably like a year or two. And then I went back to full time. Now, are you full time now? No, I quit that almost six years ago. Almost six years ago. So, so you had Amazon full time now. Yeah. So you had success. So you had, you, you got a taste of it with eBay. Things were going well. You still were working a little bit. How did you find Amazon? Don't tell me that mom's group again. No, I was actually part of a forum for, well, it was, it was a different mom's group. It was for like stay at home moms that sell. On see, eBay. see, do you think I'm not kidding? I'm telling you yeah. there's power in those mom's groups. There are. And I'd heard about Amazon and I thought, oh, well, that's kind of cool. I could try that. So I started out merchant fulfilling. Um, and then the stuff was just taking over my house. Yeah. That I, gets old, doesn't it? Yeah. And you know, shipping out 40 packages a day in December, that was not fun after working all day. So I learned about the FBA program and decide, after I decided it was okay for me to give up control of my inventory because Amazon could probably handle it. You know, I started doing that and just fell in love with that program. Did uh, what did that do for your relationship with your husband? When he's because he, ha I mean, a he probably loved the money, but he saw all that junk, right? Yeah. Now it, it's it gone. Yeah. Well, I still have a little bit of stuff here, but <laughs> you can't get rid of it. It could be. You have nothing compared to what I have. Moving uh, into a warehouse was the best move for my marriage um, by far because she just can't see it. Now it doesn't mean it's gone, but it 
it's out of sight, you know, so out of mind. Yeah. Um, when, uh, when you have conversations with your husband about FBA that you want to go full time six years ago, how does that go? Um, he was very supportive of it. And I, at the time, I didn't really realize that people did this Amazon thing as a real business. It was just kind of a side gig for me and I knew it could make some money. And I was, and I didn't leave my job for the purpose of doing this full time. My job was really stressful and I was just getting burnt out. I'd been there 16 years. It was a half an hour commute without traffic. My kids were getting older. I felt like I was missing out on their lives. And I come home from work, I get home at like 6.30, have to make supper and be too exhausted to even know what was going on in their life. So it was more of a, I needed a lifestyle change. And I felt like I wasn't being a good mom. I wasn't doing, being a good social worker for the residents I had. So I needed to make a change. And I knew that I had this selling on Amazon thing that would give me something to do during the day. And so that's just kind of what I figured I would do with it. So, cause I needed, I didn't want to sit around and watch soap operas all day long. I wanted to be able to be productive and do something. Did you think you that think you were going to like cover your whole income or was that something that you were considering that you had to do? No, it wasn't. It, no, I had no idea that I could replace my income with this. But isn't that the powerful message that I, I think more moms should hear right now? Did you need, I mean, if you're not working, right, you don't need as much income generally, right? right? Because you don't have to, you know, buy the clothes to go, bring your lunch, gas to get the car, you know, all that different stuff. Or right. especially if you have daycare, really, um, that could really make a difference. So you could adjust your lifestyle back. And if you could earn, you know, 60% or 50% and still make a go of it, but then have all that freedom. Because to answer this for me, when you were working full-time and you were shipping versus when you went full-time and then you were just sending it to FBA, how different were the hours? I mean, did you double your hours? Did you triple them? Did you keep it the same and not including your work? Is what, do you get what I'm saying? So let's say you're working 40 hours a week at the nursing home and then you're putting 20 or 30 hours a week in on your Amazon business. So that would be 60 or 70. Then you yep. go full-time. How many hours did you reduce to? Um, I probably cut down to maybe like 40 total. Okay. So you picked up 30 hours of your life plus driving. Right. That's huge, and Kim. Yeah, it was, it was huge. And you know, that extra 30 hours I could spend with my kids in the evening. So and if, he, so if I said to your friends, if you went out to your friends, I'm sorry, I don't want to move this, lose this because I hear this from so many moms they get a little envious and they say, man, I, I just wish I would spend more time with my kids, especially moms. Now, dads, it's a different story, but moms especially. And so if I said to you or one of your friends, hey, uh, uh, Jill, whoever Jill is, um, if you're going to cut your pay in 50%, but you get all the time with your kids, how many of your friends would be like their hands raised, bursting through the door? Yeah, I think most of them would. If, you know, if they could make the bills, you know, make it work financially. Well, why aren't they, though? I mean, in your circle, how many people have you told about this little secret Amazon world? And how many of them uh, did take the plunge? Yeah, m most of my, I mean, most of my friends know what I do, and I, none of them do it. None of them. I don't know why. I tried to get one friend, and she actually sold for a little bit. 
And she just decided that that wasn't her thing. Is it because they look at how successful you are and how easy you make it? Because I don't know how you are, but generally guys say, you know, we blow it off like it's no big deal, this Amazon thing or this eBay thing or this whole e-commerce, this merch thing. Eh, it's yeah. not that big of a deal because it isn't because you figured out a hundred little things that you have to figure out. You're already past the hundred. They have to come in and learn every hundred. You kind of take it, I don't want to say take it for granted, but you downplay the rough side of the business. Is that fair? I think that's fair. And I didn't have to learn it all at once. I've learned it over the past 12 years. So it doesn't seem as overwhelming as, you know, oh, I'm starting this from scratch and I'm just, you know, it Mm. seems a lot easier if you take it in small pieces. Well, that's the advice I give people. Just master the one thing because everybody's like, oh, can you show me? I'm like, no, no, I can't because it took me, you know, longer than that to learn all these different things. But if you master this one piece and you really excel at it, that's a home run. And then eventually the next one, you actually already know 50% of it because it's an overlap. And then you learn that piece and that piece and that piece. Right. I, I wish more moms would hear this and just sit back and say, you know, be patient. Yes, you'll get there. You don't have to earn 100% of your income. Even guys, they don't have to. I know so many guys who are dying to quit their job, but they just so fearful. And, um, you know, my advice to them is don't quit your job, build up this business over time and then reduce your hours if you can, similar to what you were able to do with the uh, nursing home. I think that's a genius move um, where you can work part time and take care of things. Not many businesses are that way, but maybe today with the economy the way it is, and it's hard to find good people, maybe those opportunities do exist. You just have to ask. Right. Yeah, maybe. So, so six years ago, you go full-time, your husband's supportive, and it was easy, I'm assuming, right? You just immediately hit it a home run? Um, I don't know that it was easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure I, wasn't. I quit like May 26th of 2012 was my last day of work. And so I kind of timed it so that my kids were home for the summer. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that I worked real hard um, over the summer, but it was really fun to be able to spend that time with them. And my daughter, who was, I think, 13, 14 at the time, she had been diagnosed with scoliosis. And there was the thought that she might have to have surgery and to have a spinal fusion to correct that. And that's a very serious surgery. And it's you spend a week in the hospital and it's a couple months recovery. And I didn't want to have, if she did have to have that surgery, I didn't want to have to take vacation time and worry about missing out on work. And, but I wanted to be able to be there for her. And so she did end up having that surgery. It was a year after I left. But I was able to be at the hospital the entire time when she was there. And the two-month recovery she had at home, I could be with her, and I didn't have to worry about going into work. And to me, that was priceless. Oh, that's, I mean, think of what you've infused in that young woman's life, that my mom was there for me. I mean, what would you have felt like going to work every day? How guilty would you have felt, right? I would have felt awful, and I would have hated it. And you might have then made a bad choice because you kind of were forced to, meaning you would have had to leave, not on your terms, just you would have had to leave because that would have been, might have been the right thing to do, but you didn't have a B plan. Right. So because you designed this lifestyle business, as you, that phrase you used, um, I mean, I just think it's so powerful because I tell people all the time, I mean, life is going to happen, right? No matter what, in your life, Kim, life is going to happen, my right. life. 
And so yeah. if you don't have a plan of, for example, today we got about nine or 10 inches of snow and it's still snowing. You can go to work or you don't have to go to work. You know, that's right. pretty fortunate. Um, okay. Well, I love, I love that piece of it. Um, I just think that you are um, absolutely doing the right thing. So six years ago, you go, you make a go of it. You've got some challenges right away. You adapted and got through that. And then um, how does business go for a period of time before you looked at private label? Um, so my kids went back to school that following, you know, fall and they were all in school at that point. So I had all day where I could work during, you know, work on the business. And I think it was about five years ago that I discovered Facebook groups for people, for Amazon sellers. Uh-oh. And that's when, that's when I realized that people really do this for a business and this is a living and people, you know, husbands and wives do this together and that's their only income. And I started seeing the potential and it was just like, wow, this is crazy. This is so much bigger than I ever thought it could be. And that's just when my eyes opened up and saw how big this could be and how incredible of an opportunity this is. Cause you and I personally know many multi-million dollar sellers and yes. If you meet them, and it isn't down to downplay it, but you just like, really? And you're like, but they're not the uh, uh, Mark Cubans of the world. They're not, I mean, either, you know, none of us. It, it doesn't take that, right? It doesn't take that MIT graduate or the, uh, the Harvard business graduate to be successful in the e-commerce world today, correct? Exactly. Yeah, I had a psychology degree, so I have no business background <laughs> Well, but you know what? You understand customers, and and perhaps that's why you've done so well on merch. I mean, that might be that might be a real key right there. Is that you understand people? Well, maybe, hopefully. Yeah. Well, if you've been de- oh, plus you're a mom, so you've been dealing with kids. Okay, so so things are going well, and you see your boundaries got expanded. You now realize that this is real. This could be as big as you want it to be, right? It's uh, effort and reward, right? And what did you start thinking you were going to do? I mean, did you did you see the million-dollar business saying, hmm, that's what I'm going to do, um, I think that's my number, and I can make it there, or did you have a different plan? Um, I guess I never really strove to try to build that million-dollar business. I Right now, my daughter is my only employee. Um, I don't want a big warehouse. I don't know that I want a bunch of employees. You know, I like where things are going. I don't want to be, I don't really want to be responsible for other people. I just like taking care of myself and being responsible for me. And that's going really well. So, but that's, what's so nice about this business. If you want to have 20 employees in a huge warehouse doing millions of dollars, you can, but if you want to work out of your home, so your home, when your kids leave for school and your home, when they get home and you know, you can do that too, which I think is so wonderful about this opportunity. Let me ask you this. Do you see that then when you see somebody else posting incredible success? How does that make you feel? I mean, are you mature enough to say, hmm, good for them. That's awesome. Not for me because I don't want to give up what they're giving up, whatever that would be. Or do you get a little envious sometimes? Um, I think a little bit of both. I mean, I think it's really cool. And I, I like hearing how well people are doing because I like to know what's possible. Okay. And I think the way I was doing it with just retail and online arbitrage, hitting a million dollars with just me, that's not, and that's not feasible. Um, well, you just have to give too much up. 
Right, right. And I don't want to work 80 hours a week because that's why I quit my job because I don't want to work that hard. But I think now transitioning to wholesale and private label, you know, I could hit a million dollars in a year with just me because if I've got products and they, you know, they go to a prep center, I don't have to prep them. Um, so, I mean, I, it is feasible, I think, to hit a million dollars in sales with just me doing the business or my, and my daughter who works on my merch stuff. So, well, I think that what you just described is very powerful. So you're saying when you do get a little envious and you're being honest, everybody gets a little envious sometimes and, but you're saying, okay, adjust, Steve, adjust and bring, build out your team through a prep center or if you're buying merch designs or whatever you're doing, just adjust a little bit. So you can still have that success. You can do all those things, but in Kim's life and in Steve's life, there's some absolutes. I don't want employees. I don't want the hassles that come along with it. And I right. think that's a very fair way to look at it rather than sit and say, oh my God, I'm failing or, um, or I've got to give it more and give it more and give it more. Because I think the more is how you burn out. I've seen a bunch of people burn out. You have too. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's unhealthy. And like you said, you've already left one of those jobs. You don't want that. When you look back six years now, are you working? I know you're going to say you're working smarter, so I don't want to ask that question because you're going to be like, duh, Steve. But are you working more hours, less hours, or roughly the same? You know, and I guess that depends on the season because of lifestyle. But right. do, is, that, is that kind of fair? Because some people think it's going to be the four-hour work week. I haven't had the four-hour work week yet. Have you? No, I haven't, um, <laughs> except if I'm on vacation. But then even, I, even then, I think I work more than four hours a week. Um, no, I'm probably working more hours now in my business than I was working at the job. But it doesn't seem like work to me. And I How don't so? Want- How so? Can, can you give me some where your life and your job, your business cross over in a good way? Um, yeah. I mean, I work with my daughter. She oh, okay. on merch stuff. And so I get to spend time with her. And um, she, she was home last summer from college. And she worked for me with other stuff for the summer. And it was just really fun to get to spend that quality time with her. So, um, I don't know. That's one example. Well, do you see, especially because you're teaching a young woman, that she doesn't need a man? I mean, you know, to be dependent upon anybody. Do you think that independence, she's seeing it because she sees you? And I don't know how involved your husband is. And I don't mean it as a negative. I just mean it from a self-esteem point of view. Um, I just love when young people figure out that, you know, just because we're older doesn't mean we're better. We just got a little more experience. Right. And if they can just see that and then they're like, wait, I can do that too? Yes. Have you seen that? Yeah, a little bit. And I mean, she's kind of gotten the entrepreneurial bug. And Oh, that's cool. Um, she started her own merch account that she's working on because she thought, you know, she was part of the success that we had with it. And I mean, that was that was a really hard thing for me when I quit my job because I've always been very independent and I've always wanted to know that I could support myself. You know, my husband's very supportive and he's great, but I just wanted to know that if something were to happen to him, that I would be able to support myself. So it was really hard. That was probably the hardest thing for me when quitting my job, knowing that I wasn't going to have a steady income. Um, But then this business came about and I'm like, Hey, you know, I could support myself should something awful happen, you know, I could support myself and the kids with the business. Mm-hmm. So that, that was really good for my self-esteem too, to know that I was able to do that. Oh, so you got it too. And then you could transfer it to her. Oh, I love it. Right. Yeah. What do your uh, parents say about 
your success? I mean, looking back, you know, hey, you got this sociology degree, you're, you know, you're going to go and change the world. And now you're doing this and you're changing your family. So I would hope they would be proud. But what do they say about this? Yeah. No, I mean, my mom thinks it's pretty cool and she just thinks it's great. And she never would have guessed. And I never would have guessed, you know, 10 years ago that this is the path I would be on. Um, but no, she thinks it's pretty cool. When you look back at those last six to eight years, what do you think is the thing that has made you so successful? And I want to get to the merch success, but, but all along, because you've been able to run a business successfully for six years, that alone, because most businesses fail in what, three or five or some stat I, I read. So the fact that you've been able to keep one going and thriving, quite frankly, is pretty cool. What, what would you say are one, two, three of the things that you've done really well that others might be able to benefit from? Um, I think one of them is like going to conferences and meeting other people. Networking with other people is huge. Um, this can be such an isolating business. Um, and building those small groups of people that are also Amazon sellers that are kind of going through the same thing that you're going through that you can bounce ideas off of. Um, that has been really beneficial and not being, or, you know, some things are really scary. It's really scary to try new things, but not being afraid to try those new things and say, you know what, I got to try this. This is just, you know, private label was really scary for me to try that. Um, but it's like, I see that that's kind of where I want to take my business. So if, if I want to change what I'm doing, I need to change my actions. Well, let's talk about that because I remember you went to a private label event. You spent a lot of money to get there. You spent a lot of money for the course, but I do remember on a Saturday night while everyone else, not everyone else, most people were networking with an adult beverage in their hand, quite frankly. And I, I was right there just in support only though, you know, just making sure. And but I remember you, you didn't leave your computer. You, you went to that. I've used you as an example because some people ask me, hey, what does it take? And I use you as an example. That event, while she did that, she took full advantage. She had all the experts there, and she made sure that she left there with a plan. Um, you put in some hours and some real effort. You had found products before you left. And that was like a light bulb for me. I'm like, wow, there's somebody who truly gets it who's disciplined and ready to do the work. Um, were any of those products successful? Um, yeah, actually one of them, um, the one that I found that Andy had helped me order samples on that night, um, I'm still selling and it, it's a very summer item. So it was kind of slow over the winter, but now it's picking up again. So that, it's been really fun. You got there on a Friday, if I remember correctly, right? Yes. And the next day you ordered samples. And I've used that example too at these, at the next events. We, we, we've had a couple more since then. And, and I always talk about that, that that's what it takes to be successful. Now, I also say this, as you went in, you didn't have a lot of boundaries about, you know, listings and all the rest of that stuff. Because you were experienced, um, you, you surpassed all that stuff. So then it was able, okay, now I'm on a product only mode. I'm not fearful to create a listing or any of that jazz. And I, I really honestly believe that's quite frankly why you were so successful. But imagine you went in on a Friday on one day later, you actually found a product that you're still selling almost a year later. I mean, yeah. that's a return. So I would say that that course was a good deal for you in that event. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. Definitely worthwhile. 
And so that's the Amazing Freedom. Um, they do a retreat. There's one actually coming up uh, next month, but that one's full. And uh, But they do it once a year. So keep an eye out there if you're not in Amazing Freedom. And, yes, they sponsor my show and blah, blah, blah. But I'm at the event, too, so you get to hang out with me. Um, okay, so your, your private label business is chugging along. Have you been able to find other products or, or start to think of other products since then? Yep, it's kind of come along. I have two other private label products, so I have three total right now, and I just ordered samples for another item this morning. Is it what? What was the fear? Because I, I'm assuming that's why most people can't make that turn, right? They can't pivot to private label because there's a fear. What was, right. What was that moment for you? Was it Andy standing over your shoulder saying, "You know, Kim, you're right. That is a good product. You have." you've got, and then that little confidence boost or what was it? Yeah, I think that was it. And just, I mean, it seems so scary to import something from China and it seems like there's so many things that could go wrong or, you know, what could happen with customs. And it's really nice to have somebody who's done that, done it before and is experienced with it and knows how to do it right there, kind of walking you through the process step by step. So that was a huge help for me. Now, you don't do retail ARB or online ARB anymore? Um, you get I, the urge once in a while, don't yeah, you? Yeah, once in a while. Mm. I kind of got burnt out on Q4 last year. I'll do a little bit of online now, but I haven't stepped foot in a Target in a few months, which is kind of <laughs> sad. <laughs> it's a stressful. I, 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 just driving past and gives me anxiety. That's why I don't go in them. I just find yeah. it easier to stay away. Okay, because right. I end up buying stuff I don't want. Anyway, so right. all right, so you're you're mostly wholesale and private label. And then because you're not busy enough, you find this merch by Amazon. Who'd you hear it from? Um, I heard about it from Chris Green when it first came out back in September of 2015. So, wait, you were an early adopter. I mean, that's yeah, early. I didn't sign up for it then. I, that's when I heard about it. Okay, but. so you heard about it. And what were you, did you think, like, come on, really? People are going to put up shirts and they're going to buy them? Right. And I'm like, yeah, I don't even know how to design shirts. That's not for me. I was too busy running around to Target and Walmart because it was Q4. And I'm like, I don't have time to learn anything new. I'm, I don't care about that. I'm just not going to pay attention to him. When did you apply for your merch account? Um, I think it was around February of 2016. The Q4 rush was kind of over and Chris was still really talking about it. And I'm like, well, okay, I suppose I can apply for it. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I don't know how to design a shirt, but it doesn't cost anything. You know, it's completely free. So yeah, Chris says it's good. I just need to listen to what he says. Yeah. So I, well, I think yeah. that's smart. What you're saying is that here's a leader in our community, right? Somebody who's, who's done it, right? R yep. Wrote the book, Arbitrage proven to people that that model works, uh, helped launch scan power, all the different things that he's done, very successful and consistent, right? You know, and we all know a ton of people who have benefited here. He's preaching and preaching and preaching. And I think to myself, you know, come on, Chris, he's always preaching about this stuff. Like really? And he's absolutely right. Of course. And so you're like, if Chris says it, I'm going to do it. Right. right? Because there's no risk, like you said. I mean, I think that's fair, too. Yeah, All right, it doesn't so, cost me money. So, so you launch uh, or you apply. How long does it take for you to get approved? Um, I think it was a couple months. Okay. I don't even remember um, for sure. It was a couple months. Um, but I really didn't do anything with it because I didn't know. You didn't I know didn't how to. I'm a shirt. And at that point, there wasn't any design services. So either you had to design your own designs or, you know, 
you don't get a design. And I didn't know how. I've never used Photoshop or Illustrator or nothing like that. You think so, that's where most people stop right there? They're like, ah, I don't know. You know, yeah, I did it, but I didn't do anything with it because I, I got stopped. I didn't know how to push past that. Right. So yeah. what I did was my daughter, um, I only have one. So she had just graduated from high school. She was going off to college. She needed a job. So I thought, well, I could probably have her work for me and I could find enough stuff for her to do for me remotely. And I thought, well, this merch, that's the kind of a good thing. She doesn't have to be where I'm at to do that. And she had a little bit of Photoshop experience. And um, I bought one of Chris's courses on merch, one of his early ones. And I gave it to her and I said, here, watch this course and figure out how to do it. I said, I don't know how to do it, but you're smart. Figure it out. And did she like just instantly take to it? Um, and if so, why? Why is she able to adapt to it? Um, well, I think that's partly their generation. Um, and it, it wasn't an instant thing. I mean, she was, she was doing some other, you know, kind of administrative stuff for me for my FBA stuff and reimbursements and that kind of a thing. And she slowly started designing shirts. I think it probably took her about a month or so to do her first shirt. How and bad was it? Um, you know, it's still, it's sold. Really? Now. Um, so, and it was a, like a pumpkin themed one that I thought was pretty good. She spent a lot of time drawing it by hand. Um, oh, wow. She, she put up a couple designs and I think it took about a month before the first one sold. And it's like, oh, that's really fun. That's kind of cool. You know, look, free money type of oh, thing. What was the conversation with you and your daughter? Oh my God, a shirt sold? I mean, kind of, yeah. did her she, eyes light up? Like She did. I mean, she, I, she sent me a text. We sold our first shirt. Oh, and that's like, cool. Because I wasn't even logging in. I knew nothing about merch at that point. She was doing managing my entire account. So she was point. probably signing in and probably disappointed. Nothing selling, nothing selling, nothing selling. And right. then boom. Did you see a, or have you seen a transition? A, because she's going to college, so usually there's a you know, uh, broadening of experience, right. And, and yeah. confidence usually, but if she had success in a business in any role that also would play into it. Is she different today? You know, looking back to what she started. Oh, I, I definitely think she is. I mean, she's got a lot more confidence mm. and you know, she has her own merch account that she never would have had, had we not had the success that we did. And so you know, she, she has the ability then to be out on her own too, if she needed to, right? Is that kind right. of what, like you talked about that you need that. Hmm. Do you see a lot of yourself in her? Um, not really. She's kind of an engineer type mindset and she loves math and that's not me at all. So hmm. she follows, she's more like my husband. Okay. All uh, right. Well, she got something from you though, because yeah, now she's got some confidence. It sounds like, right. okay. So plugging along, she's hammering along, and then you hear, or how does this idea come about? I mean, because this, you know, and everybody's going to be like, of course, Steve, yeah, well, you wait for it all, because now it's easy to look back and say, of course we should have done that, but we didn't, right? Yeah. So how long before the event did this idea come up? Before the eclipse? Yeah. Um, she, I... It was back of March of last year, so about a year ago. She had been plugging along with merch, and she was uploading some designs, and we'd sell maybe five to ten shirts a month. 
Um, never so made, no real money. I mean, no, really. never made more than a hundred dollars a month. Um, and she was really struggling with ideas and what to put on shirts. And she's like, you know, I, can you help me come up with some ideas? I said, yeah, I'll see if I can figure some, I'll see if I can come up with some ideas for you. So I was watching TV one night and playing around in the computer and happened to see that there was an eclipse coming up last summer. And I looked on Amazon and at the time there was two eclipse shirts up and one of them had a sales rank. So I knew that it had sold. So I'm like, oh, somebody must want an eclipse shirt. So I told her to do some. And so she did five different designs and the first designs she uploaded were March 30th of last year. So, so the eclipse isn't until June. So this August. is, what was August 21st. Okay. So August 21st. So wait a second. So yeah. now it's even further along four yeah. plus months away. Right. You guys, just because you're, you know that this event is coming, right? right. And so, Hey, somebody else already had the idea. And, and there's a pro tip when she went on Amazon, she saw that it had a rank there's a clue that it's sold, right? If it's sold, yep. then it gets a rank. It doesn't get a rank until it sells. So you're like, huh, somebody would want one. Right. That's amazing. And, I mean, had it not had a rank, I may not have even thought that it was a possibility. I mean, I, it may not have even stuck in my head. Is yeah. your whole world this way? I mean, when you look at anything now, is it like, go check? I mean, you and her both, oh, I see, uh, you know, there's, I don't know, earthquake. And I don't want to celebrate bad things. That's a terrible, um, positive things. Yeah. You can't do that. So, uh, uh, I don't know. New Lake forms in Michigan. I don't know. Something cool like that. Right. Ooh, let's go check and see. I mean, is that the way your mind works now? Um, it's starting to, yeah. And just trying to think of, I mean, there's so many different opportunities, you know, for t-shirt ideas that you can do or thinking about, you know, a I don't want to say what it is, but a goal that I have for me before I turn 50 and I'm like, oh, I should put that on a shirt because other people might have that same goal. And so I did. And I sold a couple of them already. That's funny. So, but you know, here, let's, because I, I want to get to the end of the story because it's an amazing story, but I don't want to miss this. What I keep hearing though is like, Kim, look, there's no more opportunity. You know, as you said, it's been out there. Chris has been preaching it for three years every shirt's taken. All the ideas are done. Kim, am I too late? Absolutely not. No way. It's, it's such, I mean, it's, we're two years into merch here, two and a half years into this. This is still, and it's t-shirts and they now have long sleeve shirts and hoodies and sweatshirts, but there's so many other more products that I think are coming that the sky's the limit with merch. And, and I'm going to pitch Chris's course and, you know, I don't benefit. They asked me to, I, I didn't, uh, timing isn't right, but I'm going to pitch Chris's course because he has a course and Kim and I both would tell you is that if Chris is involved in it, it's going to be strong. It's going to be great because he has been consistent in his delivery. So it's merch dojo, D O J O.com M E R C H D O J O.com. I don't benefit personally other than, if you take that course and you have success, I get to celebrate in your success. And I just think that that's awesome because there are so many people that are afraid. When you think back to what Chris has taught us, I mean, how many, how many times have you used Chris's advice over the years? Have you ever thought about that? No, I mean, I don't even, I can't even count. Right. And, and generally it's pretty good, right? Yeah. Yep. So he's very smart guy and knows what he's talking about. 
and I don't see him trying to benefit from everybody. He's got a course and it's a couple hundred bucks and his time is worth something. And so to me, it's like, man, buy time, right? As, as Mitchell Lippo, always says, you got to buy time, Steve, you got to buy time. And that's what you do when you pay for a course. So I'm a hundred percent behind Chris on it. If he says it's good, it's good. Merch dojo, Dot com again i don't benefit other than your success and kim gets to benefit your success right i mean right. is it cool for you when you hear other people having home runs i mean what's that say to you yeah i mean it really shows that this opportunity is available to anybody hmm. that you don't have to be a graphic designer you don't have to be exper- an experienced business person to make this work that any, literally any person with a computer and an internet connection can do this business. What was your daughter going to school for? Mechanical engineering. Okay. So I didn't hear in there merch design. I didn't hear in there graphic design. I didn't hear in there art school, art nope. background. I didn't hear any of those things. Nope. And Not yet, And yet you two have figured this out and created a business. Okay. So let's talk about success. Um, okay. Because I just want people you know, don't measure yourself against Kim because we have a merch account. We've never hit a home run, but we've had a few, you sell eight designs in a day of the same shirt and you're like, Oh, that's a family or a team or whatever. You could tell it's a bowling team or something, you know, uh, uh, work group, uh, buying it. And it's so cool because it's like, Oh, that's awesome. Cause you made their life like somebody, I always think about this, you know, when I worked in corporate America, somebody would come back with, wait till you see what I bought us all, Steve. And it'd be like, Oh, that's so cool. And then everybody would be like into it, you know? Right. And so that's very rewarding for me. But I have not hit the home runs. Um, but I'm not comparing myself because, again, I sit back and I see what you've done and I say, man, that is just so cool and so awesome. Because my guess is this has probably allowed you to fund a good portion of your business, hasn't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. All right. Let's go there. So you go along and it's four or five months out from the eclipse. And you get five shirts created and does anything sell? I don't know if we left it there. Yeah. I mean, a couple of them started selling right away. There was two that did really well. All of them sold a little bit, but two of them really started taking off. And like I said, up until the end of March, I didn't make more than a hundred dollars any month. Okay. And then in April I made $600. Whoa. Whoa. Like, Ooh, wow. That's really cool. And is it all eclipse? Um, per, well, not all, but probably 90% okay, okay. of it was Eclipse. Um, and then May was like $1,500. Whoa. I'm like, wow, we're like, you know, like doubling here from the month before. And what other kind of business can you do that? And it just snowballed from there and went crazy. And August was ridiculous. Well, how much inventory did you ship for that $1,500? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. And you're saying to yourself, wait a second. I've got to go scan end caps or I've got to wholesale or I've got to do packing and this and that, or I got to check. I mean, a true, I guess at that point, it really is a passive income, a set it and forget it, right? In that shirt design. Very cool. All right. So we hit 1500 and then you're like, is this, I mean, for you, that must've been like, you know, because if you think about the success that we've heard, that would have been probably one of the really, really successful stories that I've heard at that point. Yep. Not much yep. bigger. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Okay. And so does it end there? No, absolutely not. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I mean, it just kept selling more and more and more. And um, You're the, being humble. Come on. Go ahead. Well, tell us. <laughs> no, it's not, it's not an envy thing. This is a very cool statement because 
it was an outlier. It was a home run, but it can be replicated. So go ahead. Right. My highest sales day was August 14th, which was one week before the eclipse. And that day I sold 1,079 shirts. Oh my God. A thousand shirts in one day. Without having to touch inventory with no upfront costs, with no risk involved. Did you sell, and this is between us, nobody's listening. Did you sell over six figures worth of Eclipse shirts? Yes, I did. Oh, my God. When, when you tell that story, what happens? I mean, because I've seen you tell that story, and I, so I can tell you from my perspective. But yeah. what happens, especially for people who are not Amazon people? Nobody believes me. And, like, I had a friend. I tried to get into merch a year ago. And she's like, no, 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 no. She never replied. She never replied. Well, by August, she was like, oh, man, I, sh- I wish I would have applied when you first told me. And I'm like, yeah, you should have. <laughs> um, but peop- nobody believes me. So, you know, you hit a beyond home run, probably the biggest success of most people. And I'm sure there are some companies that have crushed it. But this is the Kim and Daughter company. So we're not right. talking massive company. I think that's a good perspective to have. Right. That. I mean, I'm just a normal person with no business background, no graphic design background, that if I could do this, anybody truly can do it. You're a mom, though, and you talk to mom's groups. Did you do anything special to market it in any way, or did you just let the Amazon machine take care of it? Um, There there were a couple, like, Eclipse Facebook groups that I posted Mm. it in. Nice. Um, But I don't know that it got any traction from that. I'm not sure. Right. But it logically, I mean, it's just a anything. I mean, it's got to be it had to have some impact. Right. Maybe. Um, But otherwise, I think just once they started selling, they were showing up better in search results. And, you know, they were on the first page when you search for Eclipse tea and then they just started selling. And I think the designs were really good. I think Kayla did a great job on them. Um, So that was probably part of it, too. What number did you hit? Do you remember? What number rank? Yeah. Um, one of my shirts got to a rank of four in clothing. Oh my God. So I don't think people who uh, don't who sell who don't sell on Amazon would understand. Four out of how many millions? Millions. Yeah, I don't know millions. Tens, twenties, thirty, a hundred million. To hit number four, it's the fourth best seller. Period. And velocity of every piece of clothing on Amazon. Wow. Yeah, that was that was a fun day. So how do you follow up with that? I mean, because that's got to be like the high, you know, I've seen, uh, I always think about that uh, uh, Storage Wars show, that guy, uh, Daryl, who supposedly bought a comic book collection in one of these storage units like a million years ago, and he always, te- he sold it. And then he tells a story, if I would have held on to that, it would be worth a hundred million, you know, some crazy, but he didn't, right? Right. And so he's held on to that as his success. That's it. It's like he's hit the pinnacle of his career and he's now just trying to hold on to it. What happens in your world? Um, in my world, I actually, after I, that happened, I decided, oh, I should probably take this merch thing a little bit more seriously and maybe I should learn how to upload a shirt um, and hire some designers to get more designs. Because um, at that point, Kayla was back in school and she didn't have time to do designs and didn't have as much time to spend uploading. So... In, well, I also, there was a merch conference out in Seattle in September that I went to that, and that was really cool. Well, you spoke at that too, didn't you? 
No, I didn't speak. I was just listened. Okay. So you were just attended. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. well, what did you learn there? Well, I, I just, it was fun to talk to other people that do merch. Okay. Um, you know, and there are people that only do merch that don't sell on Amazon. So they have a very different perspective. And they learned about, or they talked about, um, you know, how to do a design. I'm like, I've never designed a shirt in my life. You know, I don't know how to design. So that was, it was good to hear other people's perspectives and how they work their merch business. Did you come back and apply it? I mean, because ultimately you can go to these conferences, you can listen and hear a whole bunch of things and learn a bunch of stuff. But if you don't apply it, you know, really it didn't advance your business, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think I've applied some of it. Obviously, I I haven't applied everything I probably could have applied. Um, but I mean, now I'm spending probably two to three hours a day working on my merch business by uploading designs. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I hope I benefited from it. Well, let me ask you this. This is kind of personal, so you don't have to tell us everything. What percentage of your business now, revenue-wise, is merch? I mean, well, and revenue is not a good number. Uh, Profit-wise, I guess, would be a better, meaningful number. Um, right now, it's yeah. probably 40%. Wow. Or so. That's significant. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> kind of good. I got three successful private label products. Oh, and by the way, I'm <laughs> crushing it on merch, Steve. Yeah, it's kind of good. <laughs> well, you know what? That humbleness, uh, the fact that you're putting three hours a day, um, that's what it takes, isn't it? Really, isn't it the consistency? I mean, that, I think that's the answer for almost everything. I think so, yeah. And just, you know, working at it a little bit every day and that, and if you do get burnt out on it, it's okay to take a couple days off too because it'll still be there and you'll still be selling shirts and you'll still be making money. Um, but then that's the nice thing about it. Does it take away from your uh, private label plans? I mean, because that's what I would think a lot of people would say. Well, that, that that's great, Steve, but I'm already in over my head on my private label, my wholesale, my retail, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, um, it probably takes a little bit of time, but generally I find I like, usually when I upload my shirts is in the evenings and I'm kind of done working on private label stuff and Amazon stuff because i tired and I'm ready to sit and watch TV or something. So it's kind of a mindless thing that I can do when I sit and watch TV with, but it's better than, you know, wasting time or playing candy crush or something like that. I can actually feel like I'm being somewhat productive. Yeah. It's like you, you've added that segment to that lifestyle you're looking for that small right. segment. Boom. That's what I'm willing to give it. And you got a reward to right. hear that 40% of your income is made with that. That's significant. I mean, that's really significant. So looking out, where do you go from here? Um, I just want to keep, keep working on merch, uploading more designs and, you know, find more private label products and more wholesale accounts and do that. And you said you, you hardly ever get the itch to go back out and or you don't scratch the itch, let me say it that way, uh, to go out and retail ARB or online ARB. So you've really kind of narrowed down your focus, and a lot of stuff is not going to you. You're sending it to prep centers, which absolutely complements that lifestyle business. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it's part of that is hard because, you know, it's hard to switch your focus because it takes a little bit of time to build up your inventory and 
you know, your sales may not be as high as they were last year, which can be a little bit depressing because everybody talks about, oh, you got to do more than you did last year and you got to make sure you're selling more and growing your business. And so it's, it's kind of a mental thing and it's hard to, to say that it's okay. It's okay if I don't sell as much this month as I did last March of 2017 because I'm switching my focus. Right, right. That, that takes... It'll be okay. Right. You have to pull back to move forward, right? To get, you right. have to, you know, and I think that's really hard for people to kind of uh, trench themselves, right? To try to figure out the lane that they want to stay in. And I mean, what do you do about shiny object syndrome? Do you get it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> How do you avoid it? Tell us, Kim. Um, Come on, tell us the secret. I don't, I don't, I wish I had the answer. Oh, um, man. I don't have the answer. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you didn't get that uh, shiny object syndrome when it came to merch because, yeah. you know, when you make that kind of money, what does that do for your business uh, of investing into private label and things like that? Well, I mean, it gave me a lot, of, a lot of a cushion to have some money to put into private label that, and just gave me more confidence that okay, if I lose five thousand dollars, it's not the end of the world. Right, right. But it's it's like winning at the slot machine and then you're betting the house's money, right? In essence, right. Right. Um, but what can I learn from this process that I would change and do differently in the future to make it a success? Well, that's a good question because, you know, people are sitting here saying, well, this is all great, Steve. You know, Kim, you, you've, you've hit a home run, right? Uh, but, you know, what, how can I apply that to my business? So what have you learned that you can take forward? What have I learned? Um, I think just to be willing to ask questions too of other sellers that you know are successful and um, make those connections and sometimes go out of your comfort zone. I'm very much an introvert and much prefer to, you know, sit by myself all day long, but that's not going to help me in situations. And so I need to get out of that comfort zone a little bit and don't be afraid to reach out to other people. And, you know, if I can help, you know, if they can help me, what are some ways that I can help them? Because everybody has their strengths and everybody has weaknesses. And if you can, you know, hook up with somebody who's got their strength is your weakness and try and be a mutually beneficial for both of you, then it's good for everybody. You know, I, I always take away things from these calls and I sit back and I think here's two really powerful things. One is, of course, networking. Right. And I hear that yeah. from every successful seller getting yeah. out of their comfort zone. But, you know, it surprises me how many people describe themselves as an introvert in this business. Um, so that makes it really challenging for you to put yourself out there. It really does. Um, but it's a pattern. I do see that pattern. But the other thing I heard you describe is really segment out your time um, to invest into these businesses. It just doesn't magically happen private label, right? You've got to block away. I still picture you at that table on a Saturday <laughs> night and it was late and yeah, you yeah. just stayed on it until you found something and you found a couple things, but you stayed on it. And that that's that's probably going to stay with me, and I'll tell that story for a really long time. But segmenting out that time, I just think, is so important. It's not a four-hour work week, right? It's right. just not. No, and it takes work, and but that's okay because it doesn't seem like work, I, you know. But I think if you can put in the time to find some good products and to make sure it's going to work, it's going to benefit you in the end. And it's a year later. And so it's taken you a year to start hitting a little stride. As you said, you're ordering some more samples. So you get to that place. It doesn't happen overnight. Right. right? It just doesn't. Right. And I'm sure some people, 
you know, would have moved much quicker, but you know, Q4, I did a lot of RA and OA in Q4 because that's such good money. So I really didn't focus on private label at all during that time. Love it. Oh, Kim, you're so inspiring. I mean, it really is. When I sit back and I hear the way you've moved through the business and you figured out where you fit in. And to me, that you didn't fail at RA. You didn't fail at OA. You figured out where you want to be in this business. And I think that that's the powerful thing for people to hear is that what works for Kim might not work for Steve, which might not work for Bob, but that's okay. There's yep. so many places to fit in here. Oh, can't see right. my hands. They're waving in the air. <laughs> and I mean, some people love RA and that's great. And, but I've decided I'm getting too old for that. And I don't like to pack boxes and I don't like to mess up my house. And I don't want to get a warehouse because I like being home. So if and you I, don't want employees and all those things, yeah. but you partnered up. And so you found other ways to work around them. And there's the last takeaway is to push through these things. Because, and again, this is where that networking came in. Every single problem you've had, somebody else has seen. Fair? Yep, absolutely. And how many times have you been able to say, hey, Billy Bob. I don't know who Billy Bob is, but he's pretty cool. Hey, Billy Bob, you know, I've got this problem. And how many times have they said, oh, here's what you do. Yeah, I mean, every, you can always find somebody, you know, or let's say I go to Billy Bob and he doesn't know the answer, but he's like, hey, well, I know that Jim, he he had this problem. And so here, you know, contact him and he can help you out. So that's the beauty of the networking, too, is that people get to know what each other's strengths are and can hook you up if you're struggling with something. All right. Very cool. So if somebody has a follow up question, what's the best way they can get in touch with you? Um, they can have my email. That's okay. fine. I'm on, I'm on Facebook too, under Kim Jensen. On okay. Facebook. Well, I'll put your contact there for Kim Jensen because I okay. think that that's the best way. The emails, unfortunately, marketers will get a hold of it and they'll start sending you stuff. So I don't want to do okay. that to you. Sure. Okay. All right. Last thing, and I, and you might have already answered it. So and it's okay to answer it the same way. Maybe it reinforces it. The the podcast is for people who get stuck, right? We've all hit that point of stuck. Kim's hit that point of stuck, right? You have. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you push through it. So give the best piece of advice you can give to somebody to get past that point of stuck. Just do a little bit at a time. You know, if you're, if you're like, oh, private label, I don't know private label, that's too scary. Just take, start little by little and learning a little bit about it. Like start trying to find other products that people have private labeled. And like, oh, okay, well then, and just, I don't know. Just take little bites at a time because then it's not so overwhelming. I think What's that's really you, sound advice. How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Yep. Yeah, no, I think it's sound advice because it's overwhelming when you look at it all. And if right. I just said to you, Kim, all you have to do is instead of that whole giant wall of boxes need to be moved, just move one box today. And then tomorrow you move two boxes and tomorrow. And eventually it starts to get a flow and that process gets in there and you start, it starts to get easier, right? Because you build processes right. and things. Oh, love it. All right. Overwhelming inspiring 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 i hope people hear us about uh, chris and his program um, again i just anything that chris is involved in i always want to be part of just because he's so strong and he's always delivered um and if how many people sat back and said man i wish i would have taken action in 2015 right or early right. 2006 how many people have kicking themselves for not especially after hearing kim's story um yeah we should have all done uh um uh, eclipse shirts. Yeah, no kidding. But we didn't. 
but what's coming next? And there are there is something coming next, and you can take advantage of it. So merchdojo.com, merchdojo.com. Hey, thanks, Kim. I wish you nothing but success. Take Thank care. you. Thanks for having me. Again, I'll make one more pitch for merch. Dojo.com, merchdojo.com. Chris Green's course. He's going to help you have success in merch, and he's going to help you figure it out. You heard Kim say she's not a designer, and her daughter's not. She's an engineer, and yet they've been able to figure it out, and it's a small approach. It's a bite-sized approach. It's free to join, um, and you know some of the coolest things you heard me describe when we had eight shirts sell one day, and it's a very cool and rewarding thing, and I just think that uh, more people should try it. The sooner you get in, the sooner you can have some success. So apply today, but go to MerchDojo.com, MerchDojo.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to the e-commerce momentum podcast. All the links mentioned today can be found at ecommercemomentum.com under this episode number. Please remember to subscribe and like us on iTunes.